I'd like to revisit an episode from 2020 on a topic that has been on my heart recently and one which I cover in my upcoming book. Enjoy. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me again this week on the SOS Podcast. I'm your host, Carl. I hope you're all doing well. You know, when God talks, we should listen. Sometimes he says something once. Sometimes he says it twice. Recently, there's something he's been telling me and other brothers and sisters I know over and over again. So I feel like we really need to listen. There's been an overarching theme to pretty much everything I do in ministry lately, which is getting the church united and getting her transformed. This started with the accountability group that I have with two brothers of mine. Obviously, the purpose of us getting together and starting that earlier in the year was to see transformation in us, to see growth, to see change, to see freedom from sin. And what we've been shown through that process is that it's not necessarily about the individual, it's more about the church. Yes, each one of us needs to be transformed and changed individually, but the greater purpose in that is for the church to be transformed, to be purified. Now, what I've been discussing with my brothers in this accountability group seems to be bleeding over or repeating in so many of my writings and teachings outside of that group. Even when I'm preparing something for church, I feel like God's moving me in the same direction, following the same theme. When I'm writing devotions or an article for the month or doing a podcast, I feel like God, again, is moving me in the same direction. This direction of transformation, continued change, specifically living in the spirit as opposed to living in the flesh, walking in the spirit as opposed to walking in the flesh. And I'm a practical person. If someone tells me that I need to do something, I want them to lay out steps, giving me some vague theoretical concept to implement doesn't help me. I need to know specifically how to start, what it is you want me to do, what it looks like for me to do it, how I know that it's finished. I want to be able to gauge my progress. I'm an A plus B equals C kind of thinker. So in speaking with my brothers in accountability, in going through materials that I've been preparing for ministry, I've been asking God, lay out the steps. What do I have to do to really live in the spirit? Because I can't say that for the last 15 years that I've been saved, I've been doing that. It just hasn't been working like that. And God's been faithful. If we look in the New Testament, we can see some clear steps. We can see instruction on how exactly we go about doing this. Romans chapter 8, Paul is very clear on the difference between living in the flesh and living in the spirit. One brings life, one brings death. But what he says is that the way we live in the spirit is by giving over control of our mind to the spirit. This is a mind game. I know that in other teachings, I've been taught or led to believe that taking control of the mind is key to walking out a faithful Christian life. But in those teachings and that instruction, I thought I was being told that I should take control of my mind. Paul also teaches in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 that we are to take every thought captive and place it in obedience to Jesus Christ. He's talking about this in the same area of scripture where he's talking about spiritual warfare. So we know that 
The mind is a place where the enemy wants to get a foothold, but it's not about us taking control of the mind, and I think that's where we falter. It's about relinquishing control of our mind, of our thoughts, to the Holy Spirit. You see, if I try to take control of my mind, I can't do that. I can't, I can't combat the flesh. I can't combat the sinful desires within me and be victorious. It is only through the Spirit that that can be done. You know, I used to follow the same pattern when it came to temptation. If I was tempted to do something wrong, I would rationalize. I would say, okay, well, I shouldn't do that because of X, Y, and Z, so I won't. And the desire would remain or it would grow, so then I would speak to it. I would engage the temptation in battle as if it was something that I could win. But in doing that, my mind stayed on whatever that evil sin was. My mind was focused on the battle, and because of that, it was focused on the sin, on the temptation of the flesh. But if we read Romans chapter 8, Paul isn't telling us to set our minds on anything unholy. The focus isn't a battle. The focus is God. The focus is the Spirit. The goal here is to take the mind's attention away from the sin, from the temptation, and place the mind's attention on the Spirit, and relinquish control of the mind's attention to the Spirit. I believe this is what Paul talks about in Romans chapter 12, when he tells us that we need to have our minds continually renewed so that we can know the good and perfect will of God. It's a matter of not us renewing our minds, but the Spirit renewing our minds. And that means that we must relinquish control of our minds to the Spirit. If we think about sin, we haven't done that. And you might say, well, the only reason my mind is on that temptation, is on that sin, is because I'm trying to get over it. I'm trying to defeat it. I'm trying to finish it off. I'm trying to devise a plan. Well, there is really no plan to devise. If we're not thinking of sin, it can't defeat us. If we're thinking of things that are holy and good and righteous, if we're following the model in Philippians chapter 4, temptation won't defeat us. I picture this as me standing in a hallway, a long hallway. It's very narrow. At one end is the flesh is sin. At the other end is the Spirit, a person of God himself. I can only look in one of those directions at a time. I can't look in both. In order for me to have my attention on that sin, whether it's because I'm pursuing it or trying to fight it and defeat it, the only way that I can have my attention on that sin is for me to turn my back to the Spirit. Likewise, the only way that I can have my attention on the Spirit is to turn my back to that sin. But I can't do both. Some of us try to do both. That's what's called being double-minded. Some of us try to keep sin in the picture because, quite frankly, maybe we don't want to let it go. There's something that continues to trip us up that we actually like. We actually enjoy it. We don't know what our lives would be like without it. We're not ready to actually say goodbye to that evil thing. And so there are times during the day or during the week that we say, okay, I can be focused on the spirit right now, 
And there are other times when we are actually okay giving our minds over to the flesh. That's a double-minded person. We know from Paul's teachings that having a mind in the flesh, living in the flesh, doesn't bring life. It brings death. What brings life is actually living in the power of the Spirit. And that is an issue of control. That's an issue of surrender. Paul's teachings repeatedly go back to the mind. It's about making sure that we're not only focused on God, but that we've given him control of the direction of our imagination, even the direction of our dreams, what happens in the subconscious. I don't know about you, but temptation for me always starts with how my mind processes something. It's either something I've seen or something I've heard or a picture pops up in my head that shouldn't be in there. A thought from my past comes up that I wish weren't there. My temptation starts in the mind and I have a split second to think about how I'm going to proceed in handling that. I used to attack it and address it, call it out by name. And when sin would challenge my mind, I would engage in battle. But in that battle, I would keep my mind focused on that sin. And inevitably, I would lose that fight. Why? Was I not asking God to help me overcome, to show me a way out? Yeah, I was doing that. Was I not asking the spirit to raise up in me the power to defeat that temptation, that sin? Yeah, I was doing that. What I wasn't doing was actually giving the spirit control of my mind and letting the spirit guide my thoughts. My attention was still on that sin. As I was engaging it, I was inadvertently meditating on it. I needed to be meditating on the Spirit, on the things of God. That's what it is to live in the Spirit. It paints a picture of the kid in school who's being taunted to fight, to throw a punch. And that kid has two options. He can either fight, and who knows if he'll win, or he can walk away. And that's what we need to do when temptation comes is we need to say, I'm not even gonna think about that sin. I'm gonna give my mind over to the spirit because if the spirit is controlling my mind, I will not want to sin. It will not even be a thought. What will be in my mind are those things that are listed in Philippians chapter four. Those things that are good and holy and worthy of praise. The truths that God teaches us, the promises that we can hold on to, if we focus on them, then we can be changed, we can be transformed. If we let the Spirit control our minds, control our thoughts, and take them captive as we're instructed to do, then we'll be walking in the Spirit, living in the Spirit, living in life instead of death. So as that song says, God, take my mind transform it. That is saying here, God, it's yours. You have it and you do as you please. That is what will give us victory over sin. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that you always make a way and that you give us clear instruction. You don't give us some vague teachings that cause us to have to figure out what we need to do, God. 
but you let us know exactly how it is that we can fulfill the commands you have for us. Lord, your word tells us that we need to give control of our minds to the Spirit. So, Father, we ask that you would give us obedient hearts to do that, that we would in humility relinquish control of our minds to your Holy Spirit, that we would live in the Spirit daily, God, that we would not live in the flesh, Father, that when we are tempted to sin, Father, we would not even think about that sin, that we would just instinctively call on your Holy Spirit to control our minds and set them right. Father, we love you and we can't wait to see you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good day and God bless. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of the Sold Out Soul podcast. If you would like to sow financially into the work that we're doing here, please visit soulsrestoredministries.org and click the donate button.